The liberals are destroying California and conservative humor gone awry. Conservative humor gone awry is going to fascist California today. So stay tuned. We're going to take a few pictures of the desert and how their policies are actually messing it up. It's not beautiful when you go across that border. But stay tuned, guys. We'll show you exactly I'm Alexander Edward. And I'm Tony Boswell. We are Minion Death Cult. The world is ending. Uh, two women are trying to hold it together. <laughs> We're documenting it. What's up, everybody? Uh, you're, uh, it's, your, it's your free episode for the week. Uh, only a day late, I think. Uh, pretty good on us. Uh, the episode exists, so that's, I think that's good news yeah. for everybody. Yeah, I mean, can it really be late if maybe you weren't really expecting it? That's a very good point. Isn't it always kind of early if you weren't expecting it? Yeah, the the virgin uh, leftist podcast listener. Oh, where's our episode? It's it's twelve hours late. What the hell? Uh, the the <laughs> Chad Minion Death Cult listener. Oh, sweet, an episode. Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> he's like flexing while he says it. Yeah. Oh, nice. This is gonna. I'm listening to this in the gym. Oh, cool. An episode. Nice. That, that's nice. Uh, yeah. So, not only do we have an episode for you, I th- uh, dare I say we may just have an epic episode for folks today. Absolutely, epic is a word I I don't abuse, but I'm gonna go ahead and go for it today. We are doing uh, not just one, but two deep dives on two very important women uh one of whom is a historical figure uh the other of whom is a more contemporary figure but i think no less important no less vital to these times i think one day could be a historical person uh if the leftists don't tear her down before before she can make it if that shirt that says well-behaved women seldom make history is anything I think that she's probably going to go ahead and make some history. Yeah. Um, so let's just get right into it. Uh, up top tonight, uh, we got to talk about Aunt Jemima. It's once again, this is well-trod territory. It's uh, it's conservatives freaking out about their foodstuffs. It's it's conservatives um, not coping with change very well. Yeah. But I feel like with this, I don't know, this particular segment, this is something we've covered a lot on the show. Most recently with the Lando Lakes uh, Butter Maiden. With this segment, I feel like we we get even deeper towards the nut. We, we, We dig even further into the core of conservative, uh, conservative grievance, conservative psychopathy, uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff in in doing research for this segment that just I don't know crystallized a few things in my head about the about this type of person, the type of person who would uh, freak out publicly about a brand changing their logo. <clears throat> so yeah, make a stink out of it. So uh, you know. Quaker Oats uh, released a statement recently saying, we recognize Aunt Jemima's origins are based on a racial stereotype. Kristen Kropfel, 
Vice President and Chief Marketing Officer of Quaker Foods North America said in a news release. Do you think like she's the one who did this? She's like, listen, I got to be the one to release this statement because of my like, let's be honest, my last name sounds pretty racist. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds like a, yeah, it sounds like it might have some history behind it. I need like a you might have had some military family in your background. I need like a whole, uh, I need I need I need a win here. Okay, yeah. I need Kropful <laughs> to be associated with something uh, quote anti-racist for once. Um, as we work to make progress towards racial equality through several initiatives, we must we also must take a hard look at our portfolio of brands and ensure they reflect our values and meet our consumers expectations. And gosh, wow, I'm just so hopeful, so optimistic that Quaker Oats uh, is working to make progress towards racial equality. Yeah, this that's is great. one step further. I think it's about I'm time that I can at least I can at least get breakfast and not feel, you know, um, attacked. It's about time Quaker Oats did something about racial equality, if you ask me. Well, they just got, they just heard about it. It's just kind of brand new. These protests are kind of a big deal. Um, so we're going to go through like the history of the Aunt Jemima logo and character uh, as we kind of go through these comments, you know, where it's, where it's pertinent. But I, I don't know, maybe we talk about this a little up top. Maybe we, we discuss our feelings on it. Um, and, you know, uh, how about I let, let Tony go first? Well, it is kind of weird because like, you know, for so many people out there, uh, non-black people out there, like Aunt Jemima was this like kind of this wholesome character, but also this like mammy character, you know, um, that's like kind of interesting, kind of uh, at, le at least there's there's like one wholesome, like loving woman at your breakfast table. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. But like for me, like, you know, um, I, I was just told that was my actual aunt, you know. <laughs> And uh, so it's a little, it hits a little closer to home and it's just like, they're taking my family away from me. Um, now you never got to meet Aunt Jemima, but you did, you, you did think of her as an, as an auntie. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I never No, which no, the, the truth is though, is that, um, I always kind of trusted Aunt Jemima's products more because in my, my experience, my black family cooked better than my white family. Mm -hmm. So to have any type of food packaging with the black person on it, I just thought was going to taste better. Did you ever... So that was my only thought about Aunt Jemima. Did you ever see... <clears throat> well, did you know that Aunt Jemima was owned by Quaker Oats? And if you had known and you had seen the logo for Quaker Oats, uh, would that have rocked you to your core? Because I'm pretty um, sure that's that's yeah. like the whitest person in existence is is the logo for Quaker Oats. I, I I'm pretty sure that that person had that person been real or if he is real definitely owned slaves. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there's like no doubt about that. They did. Uh, they did no, like I, a like a composite of every slave owner in history in American history. And it spat out the Quaker Oats <laughs> it's guy. That, it's that, yeah. It's like that. It's like that. That scientific rendition of Jesus, but it was just <laughs> all, the, all the, and still turned out pretty white, of course, you mm -hmm. know. Uh, but yeah, like I said, it, it, I wasn't aware of how brands own other brands until then. I, I really did. I fell for it completely. Like I thought, oh, cool. This is like a strong black woman who like makes really good products and is now making money off these off these white people. Mm -hmm. I thought it was like a black success story. Yeah. 
Um, we will learn shortly that that's not the case. Um, <laughs> yeah. When, like, I'm going to get a little personal here and feel free not to answer or whatever, but, like, when when did you become aware of, like, the black mammy stereotype uh, and especially as it pertains to, like, selling foodstuffs? Um, not, not until much later, not until I kind of, like, started educating myself, you know? Because uh, you, you don't learn that unless... Even you know, even in like a lot of the a lot of black homes, we don't you don't really talk about that. It's like not because because we don't do it. We mm-hmm. don't you know we don't do it. We don't we don't have mammies. We are mammies, and we just went to work. We weren't being mammies, so we it, you know it didn't really that didn't really I guess and at least in my family it didn't really come up. Um, so I didn't realize until much later on, um, probably like probably like junior high, like early high school when I started reading some stuff, I kind of started to get it. And then I was like, oh, this is like, yeah, a full-blown caricature um, of, like, this wholesome woman who's just going to take care of you and not talk back. Yeah. Um, I think I probably became aware of it in, um, I don't know, I don't know what time, maybe, you know, maybe middle school or whatever. But, like, I think the way I became aware of it was seeing even, like, more grotesque caricatures that I could say, oh, shit, that's, like what aunt jemima that's like a like aunt jemima is a cleaned up version of this you know like like statuettes or salt and pepper shakers or whatever of just like you know really bad blackface minstrel shit and then you start to realize oh aunt jemima is just like halfway down that spectrum it's the same spectrum it's the same like you know axis she's just like progressed across the axis towards more like palatable or whatever in in recent years and even then i didn't even think that those like characters were racist i thought they were just big lucille ball fans well (laughs) well i don't know like i grew up on all those like the old merry melodies cartoons like my grandma had my grandparents had like the vhs tapes and shit Mm-hmm. And so I grew up, you know, watching them and, and soaking all that in. And then occasionally when I got older, I would like return to them and be like, oh, this is bad. This is bad. Like yeah. these, these aren't just like, quote, funny characters. These are like really, really racist, bad, yeah. <laughs> bad uh, stereotypes. And so, yeah. And, and you would just, you would just notice like the artwork and, and the same things were highlighted or the same, you know, uh, I, I don't know, the, the same styles were used across this. Well, it's it's like those those relics, those cartoons weren't being made in like the '90s, but we still saw them somehow. We all still saw them somehow, and a lot of that did permeate the culture because like no one sat down, like sat down and told you like, "Hey, black people love watermelon and fried chicken." It's just something that was soaked up through the through those those relics that we just saw. Well, there's also and like I, an I, oral tradition among white people. You know, we pass down our history of uh, racism <laughs> from one generation to another. Well, I guess when it came to me, it was always in like question form, so it wasn't really like. <laughs> yeah. It was like it was like, do you really like fried chicken? And I'm like, no, no, because I'm vegan. <laughs> no, fried chicken uh, is gross. Black people hate it. That's a that's a yeah. that's a uh, misunderstanding. Actually, we actually hate flavor. It's all been reversed. Um, but but I wonder if that's if that's kind of going away with the current generations. Where like I don't think even like my brother, who's eleven years younger than me, saw those cartoons without like him be- being showed to him saying this is racism. 
Right. You know, I don't know if you stumble upon it anymore like like we still did. We still saw like there was still a lot of that happening like Looney Tunes cartoons. Um, you know, that was still existed that were still being syndicated that we would still run into. Um, but I wonder if that's gonna if that's going away without it being because now when they see that stuff, it's obviously just like oh, yeah. this is racism. It's put into context. Like me when I was watching those tapes, it was like oh, here's uh, here's a, a cartoon with like an ostrich swallowing an alarm clock, and and like the ostrich runs yeah. around and scares everybody with the alarm clock. Oh, and here's a cartoon about a lazy Mexican with a bunch of flies around him while he sleeps under a tree. Like, oh, okay, this is another funny cartoon, I guess. Like, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, so all Americans for tr- this is a Facebook page. All Americans for Trump, quote formerly. African Americans posts why and then shares the article about uh, Aunt Jemima Brand to change name, remove image. Quaker Oats announces. It's funny because I have the same question on why this Facebook name, why this Facebook page name. Well, I think it's very interesting that a page that used to be called African Americans for Trump uh, would get rid of the African American in their name, change it to All Americans for Trump. And then question oh, why wow. a, why yeah. another brand would do exactly the same thing. <laughs> same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is like you can't write this. Like this yeah. you, it's it's incredible. Like literally they took and if you you probably don't recognize this. I mean maybe you recognize this photo. Do you do you recognize who's in the profile pic, Tony? I I can't see it. It's it's kind of a famous picture. It's a fa- it's it's a series of famous pictures. It's uh, it's among no. It's the it's the blacks for Trump group. It's the black uh, the black Israelites group. Oh yeah yeah interesting. Yeah so it's wow. it's they literally were and they don't run this page by the way. <laughs> just so you know <laughs> they don't run this page. No they just their image is being used. <laughs> so literally a page that used to be called African Americans for Trump that used a caricature of like black Trump voters as their profile picture has now changed their brand to all Americans for Trump. And they're asking, why did it, why would Aunt Jemima do this? Well, they are confused. They're like, why would, why would uh Quaker Oats do this? Why don't they just lean into the racism? Why don't they do, why don't they make it more racist? Why are they, I understand the name change, but just like, I don't know. Maybe give her a ruder name. Uh, Dolores Fields Johnson comments on this post in All Americans for Trump, quote, formerly African-Americans, end quote. I, Dolor- Dolores says, I've always bought that. So she means like, mm-hmm. like the syrup or the pancakes. I've always bought that. I could find ear quick because she was on there and it is good. Well, I mean, Dolores is always on the lookout for black people, so it's not a easy, it's not a hard pivot when she's looking yeah. for the strip. She knows she likes. She sees a black face out of the corner of her eye, and her head snaps yeah. to attention. She's like, "Oh, thank God, it's just a brand." Yeah, it's, it's fine. It's cool. That's the one. I, that's the one. Uh, one of the good ones. It's so <laughs> it's, sweet. It's one of the good ones because she's not real. Because <laughs> she's not real. Yeah. Um, I think that this is like a good insight into why this this fucks with people so bad totally dolores i mean her profile pic is like 
is a like a drawing or an artistic representation of a rose that's like an american flag folded origami style into a rose so i don't know exactly how old she is but i'm guessing with a name like dolores fields johnson and the way that she typed this comment i bet she can't recognize a lot of images at this point yeah she's not she knows she can't see the words anymore so she's looking for like rough shapes she's looking for like literal you know landmarks basically yeah. <laughs> she's looking for like known points of interest in the grocery store aisle which is she why and, you know she's so uh, horrified by them tearing down statues like that's the only reason she, that's the only way she knows what city she's in you know she goes and tries to feel feel for the the Angemima shaped bottle the one that's shaped like her <laughs> body and that's how she knows she doesn't even know it she just knows it's at least maple syrup she doesn't know if it's going to be butter, country style, whatever, but she knows it's going to be Aunt Jemima. So I literally think a lot of this outrage is because these people will have no ability to, like, recognize the product anymore. Yeah, totally. Like, it's too late for me to pick out a different syrup. I can't even tell what syrup is which. You put, Like, I can see the black face on the red background with yellow font. That's what I can see. That's it, yeah. It's the one that it kind of scares me, but then I know I need it. Uh, so I'm going to be ping-ponging for this segment between two different pages. Uh, the All Americans for Trump, formerly African Americans, and another page called Hey Hollywood, Stop Using the Lord's Name in Vain, which yes. is a page I th thought was satire when I first stumbled across it. I hoped it wasn't, but I thought it was until just looking at like three different posts and it is not satire it's uh 100 percent earnest it's painfully earnest um they posted about this and they said they did a couple a couple posts about the Aunt Jemima thing uh one of them was um does Aunt Jemima offend you in like word art you know yep and I think it's nice to see something that, like, doesn't offend Hey Hollywood, stop using the Lord's name in vain. Like, well, I, I think, think we it's kind of... about this. Like, I remember being peak Catholic when I was, when I was, like, 16, and being like, hey, like, cussing's cool, but, like, you don't, you don't gotta, like, use the Lord's name in vain. Yeah, just say damn. You I'm don't like, have to say the guys, first part. I'm cool. Like, look, check it out. Fuck. I don't really care. I don't give a fuck. But can we just leave the Lord out of it? Like, come on. I remember feeling that way. So, and these are grownups, though. Um, I'm, what if they're, like, trying to flex on, like, Black Lives Matter or whoever was... I think it's just Twitter. I don't even think it's, like, Black Lives Matter uh, Twitter who was trying to get Aunt Jemima taken down. <laughs> like, I think it's just plain Twitter. Um, yeah, it was just straight up Twitter, <laughs> Uh, do you think they're trying to flex on them? They're like, hey, we're like the fucking the most pussy you can be. Like, we get offended by hearing the word God yeah. in, in, me in media. And even this doesn't offend us. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, y'all. <laughs> this is exactly what it's like. No, we're supposed to be the softest and you guys really need to step it up. Like, you guys need to, you guys need to grow, grow some, some thick skin. What's So we... we kind of talked about it but like what's your take tony on quaker oats like changing the Aunt Jemima brand or whatever well the whole thing is it's i mean i'm happy they're doing it but it should have happened so long ago yeah 
Like, this all should have happened so long ago. I, I mean, there's so many things that, that exist like this. And it, they're all going to change eventually. And we're going to be, like, happy when they do. But it's all, it's like, is it too late? I mean, I don't think Quaker Oats is, like, a good... Probably, they're probably not a good company, I'm assuming. No, of course I, not. They're a fucking yeah. corporation. Of course they're yeah, not I'm, good. I'm assuming they're fucking evil, like... I, I, so, it doesn't, it doesn't fucking matter to me. I don't, I don't really give a fuck, like... Yeah, it's it's obvious. I mean, it's obviously not my position. Uh, it's not. I'm not in a position to really uh, chime in on this or to like you know make policy or suggest or anything. But it's like they updated it to the point where she was like, uh, she looks like an '80s like an uh, '80s Reaganite black woman who's yes. like on top of the world, and she's also gonna make dinner for or breakfast for her kids. Like, yeah, that was the updated, and it still says Aunt Jemima, but. Um, well, I think quick, Alex, it's, I, yeah, I know, I know that you probably don't feel like you should be able to talk about this subject, but like, I know that you're not like black or anything, but I also know that you love syrup. So like, it's okay. Uh, I haven't had syrup probably in eight years. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't like pancakes. I'm not, a, I, I, I like, I like waffles with butter on them. I like oh, crispy, man. crispy waffles with butter on them. Between between you know you hating pancakes and me being black, this segment really had there there was no one's gonna no one's gonna defend this. This Quaker Oats had no hope. Yeah, I just I like I don't know. It's it's just the idea. You know, maybe this is me being too cynical, or maybe this is me like being too dismissive. But the idea of Quaker Oats saying they're going to like help racial equality by changing their brand logo is yeah. like absurd to me. It's it's yeah. laughable on the face of it. Like, go ahead, keep Aunt Jemima, mm-hmm. and then just, like, a lot of the money that Aunt Jemima makes, maybe do something cool for the black community with it. Keep keep Aunt Jemima and, like, I don't know, uh, turn your fucking company into a co-op. Give, like, all your employees ownership stake in... <laughs> You exactly. know, like I, I, I don't know. I'm there maybe I'm just like too old and crotchety about this shit. But it's like I don't, I don't, I don't know. There was not not to detract, sidetrack us too much, but um, I watched a clip of uh, man, what's that guy? That guy who gets memed as like the the uh, the school shooter. Anytime there's a school shooter. They meme him. He's like the creator of Million Dollar Extreme on Adult Swim, and he was like too racist to be on Adult Swim, basically. Oh, yeah. I didn't uh, talk about but I don't know his name. I don't remember his name. I never watched him like say anything or anything, so I'm not really familiar with him, but I watched him say something about like the Black Lives Movement because uh, uh, what's what's his name from InfoWars? Imagine My Shock guy uh, mm-hmm. shared a clip of him, and... He was saying, how radical could your movement be if corporations are signing on to it? If cops are taking knees in the street, how radical could your could your movement be? And it's absurd to me to equate uh, Quaker Oats changing their fucking logo as like supporting the movement. Yeah. Like, you know, you know, the movement is to like defund the, and abolish the police. Yeah, like, like that's Oats could, that's the movement. Is Quaker Oats gonna like arrest some cops? Is Quaker Oats gonna like, uh, I don't know, do some Black Klansman shit? 
Quaker Oats could be like, hey, we're going to like pull all of our, fa- our fac- uh, you know, faculties from places that still have police or that aren't defunding the police, that aren't being... Yeah. Act- they could do something like that. They have power like that, but that's so it's just, crazy. That it's would baby never bra- happen. It's totally baby brain shit to think that corporations yeah. recognizing the popularity of a Black Lives Matter movement and trying to make money off of it is somehow uh, the same thing as the movement itself. Yeah, exactly. It's so stupid. It's so fucking stupid. Like like you said, they have so much money. They have so many resources. They could be doing something tangible, and this is not it. They're just trying to kind of like maybe shift into the right side of history. And it's like, fuck you. Like, fuck off completely. I am happy that, you know, she is um, less offensive looking than she used to be. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Sam Hyde is the guy's name. He looks fucking bad now, man. He looks really bad. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so anyway, on the uh, Hey Hollywood, stop using the Lord's name in vain Facebook post, uh, Kathy Dixon says, Aunt Jemima, comma, and period, Uncle Ben, comma, was like family to me, comma, made me happy at mealtime. Oh, <sighs> Hey man, support black owned businesses. <laughs> um I, I now, does this person always talk like this? Or was the was like family to me was that made made it racist? Yeah, are they trying to get into like the spirit of things here? Yeah, is this person like code switching right now? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they're from the South or maybe, you know, that that slang could be used by any number of, of races. So this is like another like in- interesting comment to me. Uh, Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben was like family to me, made me happy at mealtime. Um, so like not only does the logo, the brand, the box, whatever, the bottle... Uh, serve as like a waypoint in your otherwise cloudy world you know <laughs> and you're it's yep. it's like a it's like a bonfire where you can rest your 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 woes for a second you can anchor yourself to a tangible moment in space time by looking at this bottle uh, i think it also possibly represents like a psychological or emotional anchor a totally. a uh something something that serves as like you know a happy memory uh back to a time when people would like willingly associate with you <laughs> yeah back the to a time when you had people who like wanted to take care of you and weren't just being paid to do it well i mean you can pretend like that's who Aunt Jemima is Aunt Jemima always listens and like the thing that's funny about this too is i guess i keep on thinking of like the iconic bottle you know Whenever these people are talking about this, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and talk about the iconic bottle, which I don't even think really exists anymore. Um, but Uncle Ben, like, you shouldn't be seeing him at the table. You're supposed <laughs> to put the rice into, like, a pot and then throw the box away. Oh, okay. You know, like, what are you what are you doing? Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> Sorry. Inappropriate no, laughter. No, un- Uncle Ben also should not be at the table. <laughs> Oh, not if Aunt Jemima's there also. You got to pick one. But, like, it, it just... It, it it makes no sense. It's so silly. Yeah. Well, I think it does... I think it makes sense because it's, like... It remind You know, 
they, th- we, we speak about like retirement and old age as the second childhood, right? It's, yeah. it's when you have less responsibilities, you can kind of relax, you can kind of do whatever you want, you can play, and you also get a little more feeble. You get a lo- little more less able than you were before. And so, you you know, you're mentally or physically, there's a, there's a childlike aspect to it as well. However, in your first childhood, you had parents and you had family and you had people who like loved you and cared for you. And maybe your mom fucking put a bottle of Aunt Jemima in front of you when she made you some pancakes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And now like your daughter won't talk to you. Like now your, yeah. your, your family won't visit or whatever. So I don't know. I, it's like uh, at least Aunt Jemima was there or Aunt Jemima, like I can think about her. Uh, when I need some comfort, I guess. Uh, yeah, but now I, the leftists are, are even taking that from me. I can picture them like talking to the bottle, you know, like confiding in them, talking about how, like, oh, you know, the kids haven't been by in a while. Uh, I don't. I think the Facebook's broken. They're not getting my messages. I took I took my Facebook to the repair store, uh, and and the the Facebook repairman said your Facebook's working fine, ma'am. And I said, well then how come grandchild uh, doesn't poke me? <laughs> um, I'm not receiving pokes. I think you might want to run through this again. Um, actually, imagine telling somebody that. No, no, no. I poked you. No, yeah, yeah. I sent you. No, I sent you a poke. I promise. Uh, I I sent you. Uh, a poke but you thought it was Japanese cuisine so you sent it back she said Shut absolutely up. not <laughs> <laughs> nope I cook my fish uh, hey Hollywood stop using the lord's name in vain another comment on this post uh, from Jan Bartlett Jan Bartlett says it's the exact same strategy as planned parenthood yep totally yeah. Uh, get all black women get all black women to abort their children and get all the black people to erase their historical pictures from everything nostalgia. Rewrite history so everyone is stupid. Then then convince them that it's conservative white people trying to get rid of them. Smiling face. <laughs> Exclamation point. Uh you know, in Jan's defense, um, the CEO of of Quaker Oats used to be the CEO of Planned Parenthood, mm. um, and that's just everyone knows that. Yeah, I knew that. Uh, yeah. That's a fact. And like, I, imagine though that that is what was happening. What if Aunt Jemima was a real black woman who really did do all this stuff, and then Quaker Oats did remove her? I mean, you okay? Like, I, I, I I think that's what they're thinking. I think like that's really what they're thinking sometimes. They're like, oh no, like they're erasing the history. This is, this is, this is, you know, you should be proud of, you should be proud of Aunt Jemima. We're going to get into that. There's, there's a few more like yeah. specific or uh, people are elaborating on their feelings or, or like the quote history of it uh, a little more. But I, I think if you're going to believe that history, there's like some deep seated, uh, what's, what's the word I'm like, delusions. You have oh, some deep seated racist delusions in your mind if you think that uh, a black woman in the 1800s owned the Aunt Jemima label. Well, that's the whole thing about erasing your history, that whole conversation, right? 
is that the reason why it's so weird for white people to understand that is because all the history like benefits them. Like it's always really, it was that time when you literally got to own other people. Um, and like, that's a pretty powerful thing to be able to do. And so you want a reminder of that power, but every single thing that we have is like the worst. <laughs> We're just like, and it still sucks. It's all still pretty fucking bad. But like, well, I mean, it, Texas, it, yeah. Texas tried to make it better by describing the slaves as helpers. I mean, doesn't it, that exactly, it, dude? And that's what I'm saying. Like, you hear shit like that so often. I mean, it's the whole. It's George Washington's teeth. It's 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 things like uh, joking about um, uh, Thomas Jefferson, like about all all of his kids. But it's like uh, he took care of his slaves. Things like that. Yeah. It's like. No, what you you heard the word slaves, right? <laughs> you heard that part. It was no, he was really good to them. Like they got they got extra gizzards. Um, I love this description uh, of of this phenomenon of changing the the label uh, as as abortion. Yeah. I think that's really <laughs> cool. I think it's really cool to like reduce everything in your life. Oh, this is just like abortion. Well, yeah, because I mean, if if a fetus is a is a life, then Aunt Jemima is a person, like a real person, like a live person. If a fetus is a person, then Aunt Jemima, the lo Aunt Jemima logo is also a person. Also a person, yeah. That's a really good <laughs> yeah. point. Um, yeah. I just think it's crazy. Like, okay, leftists they love abortion, right? They love first trimester abortion, second trimester Absolutely. abortion, and even third trimester abortions. Uh, even more recently we've heard about yeah. post-birth abortions that are definitely yeah. happening happening and i thought that was crazy i thought a post-birth abortion was crazy and now we have a fucking post-death abortion of aunt jemima post-death abortion yeah. that's how sick these people are that's how sick these leftists are post-fictional death abortion she's so old and they still aborted her Dude, that's, that's the name of my new band, ne Necro Abortion. <laughs> um, Brenda Dowker, New Barth. New Barth sounds familiar. I think we had another New Barth before. This, well, this this uh this profile pic looks familiar too. Oh, this profile pic is wonderful. I wish everybody could see it. Um, yeah. I actually had saved um an enlarged version of it and put it in here, but I didn't know how to describe it. It's like, it's, it's like a glamor shot of an old couple, you know, like a Walmart style glamor shot with the woman's, uh, standing behind the man while the man's seated. Uh, you know, they're both like 85 to 90 years old. Uh, the woman is standing behind the man. She's got her arms wrapped around him and she's smiling. And the man in the, if you look at the enlarged picture, the man's eyes are like, barely open yeah they're just they're <laughs> yeah they're barely they're he's stoned they're barely he's open fucking faded it looks like when you take people's mouths and put their mouth as like their eyes you, the thin-lipped yeah lip when mouth you, eyes when you clone yep. the mouth and put it over each eye like that's what this dude looks like yeah um and she has a floating head because she's wearing black with a black background and it's great it has death row vibes I mean, maybe she's she's like doing kabuki theater or something. <laughs> she's like, oh, I'm not allowed to do a minstrel show anymore, but I'm still going to do this. Can't uh, erase the history. Uh, Brenda says, OMG, 
When is this ever going to stop? And why are these companies caving into this utter nonsense? Dot, dot, dot. Someone needs to take a stand and soon. Dot, 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 dot. Like, Brenda, the whole thing is people did take a stand. Like, that's kind of the whole thing. And, which is fucking corny it's actually this whole thing is so corny the whole thing is so corny like, i'm so mad that people took time to like type out a, a type out a type i got a tweet that said like change aunt jemima instead of just same like energy towards their local like city councils and you know police unions and lawmakers but we're here now yeah and uh sorry brenda um, maybe you, maybe you, maybe you need to buy a lot of shares in Quaker Oats and step up to the plate. Thank you for that. Because I'm like sitting here wondering how somebody takes a stand. Like, how do you take a stand against this? Yeah. Do you like, sh- you started- do you like shoot up the Quaker Oats offices? Like, I don't understand how you take a stand against this. <laughs> Imagine Brenda, like just throwing a brick through a window at a random Quaker Oats factory the note on it that would be tight i would respect brenda so much more (laughs) um yeah i don't know like and this just reminds me of the conservative trope of like oh leftists they're tearing down statues uh they're they're fighting the police uh they're they're getting uh, tv shows canceled or whatever we can do that too what if we did that yep and then like they just never do it they, yeah, you know they never do do it. They only get mad when it happens. That's it's it's very funny to me. It's it's very funny. Like, well, wouldn't you like it if we also did something? But then it'd be like something awful. Like there'd be a petition to just um, to get rid of like a uh, um, I can't think of any. I mean, they signed black shows right now that are popular that they would want to cancel. Well, isn't like, isn't there like a blackish spinoff? Oh yeah, there's one like it's called Mixish, and I'm I'm never going to watch it. Like Blackish was already basically Mixish, uh, so I don't know what Mixish. I heard is the be. spinoff is just about like him being successful because of Blackish. Uh, po- probably. I heard the spinoff. It's like famous-ish. It's like- no, there's no. I'm not kidding. There's one called Mixish, Alex. I'm not joking. Not I don't think bit. you're joking. Is it mixed-ish yeah. or mixed? Mix. I think it's mixed-ish though. Oh, that's cool. That's a good name. Um, which is cool because that basically allows like people who are like brown and like not black, but they can just say they're like mixed-ish because they're still mm-hmm. brown, and um, it works. It works for them. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that show. I I I've people have like asked me if I've watched it. I'm like I I will, I don't know. I can't do it. <laughs> I'll cry too much. You hit too close to right, home. Right, right. Uh, Elizabeth Ann Martinez says, Anna Short Harrington, born in 1897 in Marlboro County, South Carolina, began her career as Aunt Jemima in 1935. She had to support her five children, and she moved with her family to Syracuse, New York, where she cooked for a living. Quaker Oats discovered her when she was cooking at a fair. And then it's like four line breaks, and then it says Wikipedia, right carrot, wiki, right carrot, Aunt underscore Jemima, and then another line break, and it says Aunt Jemima dash Wikipedia. 
<laughs> this is like it's real it's real it's totally real this is what a wikipedia article looks like when you copy and paste it into a facebook comment for sure yeah for sure no doubt i also the the dates they made up are wild for some reason she has she's like just now taking care of her kids in her like late 30s mm-hmm. and this is in 1935 where like you already your 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 kids are moving out of the house by the time you're 40 <laughs> This, you know, yeah, totally. Um, so what happened in the wake of like this news about Aunt Jemima, you know, the brand, the brand changing their logo, changing their name, I think they're going to also change, which would make sense because that's one of the most yeah. <laughs> like offensive parts of it. If you're going to talk about uh, yeah, whether or not it's yeah. offensive. Um, one of the things that has happened in the wake of this is people like writing fake Wikipedia articles on Facebook like people writing up an article that I guess looks like it's from Wikipedia to people who've never been to Wikipedia and then people just copying old people love to copy and paste by the way like the only thing they love more than screenshotting a screenshot of a screenshot is copying and pasting something and that's only because a lot of them don't still don't understand the screenshot and how that works like at all right they just can't do it or else they would um so let me let me read the actual history from the actual wikipedia page nancy green was the first spokesperson hired by the rt davis milling company for the aunt jemima pancake mix green was born a slave in montgomery county kentucky dressed as aunt jemima Green appeared at the 1893 World's Columbian Exposition in Chicago, Illinois, beside, beside quote, the world's largest flower barrel, parentheses, 24 feet high. Ooh, that's a uh, pretty big... That's a big barrel. Pretty big flower barrel. That's a... I don't think I... I mean, I mean you, I, you know your boy loves flour. That's... That's pretty cool. I, to be honest, I don't think I've seen a bigger barrel. I think I, that's the I biggest one. I bet you one. haven't. Still, to this day where she operated a pancake cooking display, sang songs, and told romanticized stories about the Old South, parentheses, a happy place for blacks and whites alike. She appeared at county fairs, flea markets, food shows, and local grocery grocery stores. Her arrival heralded by large billboards featuring the caption, and excuse me, quote, eyes in town, honey, end quote. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, following Green's work as Aunt Jemima, the company hired a few dozen actors to portray the role, often assigned regionally. Some were relatively well known. Okay, so just like taking a step back, this is a, a late 1800s, obviously transparent campaign to hire a like. A, a black model to shuck and jive in front of yes. white people in 1893. Yes. And white people in 2020 are like, look at what she did. They discovered her at the World's Fair. She was just a cook, and she was at the World's Fair because she was such a good cook, making pancakes on display. She was a she was a wonder at making yep. pancakes. She was the seventh wonder of the world. They had billboards for her where she said in her native tongue, "Eyes being making pancakes, honey." And and uh and and uh the the Mills company, they found her. They discovered this local yep. talent. Like white people in 2020 <laughs> are like this is real. 
this fucking corny <laughs> ad campaign from over a hundred years ago yes. is is it fooled me. I, I love I love that she told tales of the old South in 1893, and that was a place that was good for blacks and whites alike. Yeah. And mm. they're like, this is all authentic. Yeah. This is so real. So many people are referencing, like in these comments, so many people are referencing her as like a master storyteller and shit. And it's it's like, do you do you like yeah. look at the stories she was supposed to have told? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and like she, the thing is, it literally says in here that she was a slave. Yeah, born a slave. Like it says that born, born a, slave. a slave. Like, and so they're like, this is really just this is a bootstrap story. This is this is elbow grease. This is you know, oh yeah tenacity. We'll get into that and part of what, it too. That's what they think, and it's in fucking credible. Uh, so and I, you know she didn't get paid shit. She didn't get paid no, shit. No, we'll get into it, but like. Historians think she might have been able to like live uh, to to like rise to um, a middle class, a comfortable like middle class lifestyle. Uh, but we'll, we'll get into that in more detail in a second. Uh, some some like background on the brand itself. Uh, Rutt, who was one of the owners of the R.T. Davis Milling Company, uh, Rutt's inspiration for Aunt Jemima was Billy Kersan's American-style minstrelly vaudeville song, quote, Old Aunt Jemima. It's like a song about a slave who's like, uh, mistress promised me she would set me free when she died, but she's like 120 years old now and still living and still hanging yeah. on. And so she's still not free. Yeah. Written in 1875, Rutt reportedly saw a minstrel show featuring the, quote, old Aunt Jemima song in the fall of 1889 presented by blackface performers identified by Arthur F. Marquette as, quote, Baker and Farrell. Marquette recounts that the actor playing Aunt Jemima wore an apron and kerchief. However, Doris Witt at University of Iowa was unable to confirm Marquette's account. Witt suggests that Rutt, Rutt might have witnessed a performance by the vaudeville performer Pete F. Baker, who played characters described in newspapers of that era as, quote, Ludwig and, quote, Aunt Jemima. His portrayal of the Aunt Jemima character, listen to this, try to follow along with this. Yes. His yes. portrayal of the Aunt Jemima character may have been a white male in blackface pretending to be a German immigrant imitating a black minstrel parodying an imaginary black female slave cook. Incredible. Incredible. So the genesis of this spokesperson, this spokesperson who definitely existed, who we all love, we all love her so yeah. much, is a fucking white guy pretending to be a strudel guzzling German immigrant making fun <laughs> of a minstrel performer posing as a black slave cook. Which is wild because like, was that actually like some genius level shit? <laughs> Was that some like beautiful satire? It was the first irony. He was the first irony performer uh, we we He's know. He's like, of. listen, listen. Racism is so bad that only German immigrants would get with it. <laughs> like that's <laughs> the only dirty Germans would get. I with don't know it. Like, if if Django Unchained uh, has has led me to believe anything. It would be that the German immigrant would probably not do blackface. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Oh, because they're making fun of. So he, yeah, was this about German immigrants being snowflakes? <laughs> Is that what this was? No, it was like 
I don't know, maybe making fun of uh, G- a German person not understanding minst- the fine art of minstrelry who then makes fun of minstrelry. <laughs> They're making fun of someone doing, like, menstrually but not racist enough. Like, <laughs> Just, like, imagine so- being such a having such a pudding brain, having such a dog brain, that you're like, this is my friend. This... <laughs> This this is like this is like somebody who gave me comfort and like suck aid and sucker and during the hard times is like a fucking fart like the equivalent of like a fart joke where people actually died because of it (laughs) like people like people died in poverty in this fart joke yeah. uh and and that's that's like your fond memories of i don't know having having a kinship with this spokesperson and like the layers of how bad it gets it's like <clears throat> oh no this isn't just someone making you know um making money off of an actual like black person's identity and it's not even someone making like money off of a made up identity uh, off of something more wholesome. It's even more racist than that. And actually, there's another layer of racism on top of that. <laughs> it's, it is it, it is that it's bad. It's like four layers of racism, and people are like, this was my aunt growing up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Martin Johannick says, the company made her a rich woman. Yep. Um, and... Okay, so like in their in their mind, the meme that's going around is that, and we'll get into like the genesis of one of this one of these memes, but this being like the output of that meme, the company made her a rich woman is interesting yeah. to me because even in their like totally respectful, totally you know laudatory remembrance or uh, you know expressions about Aunt Jemima. The way this motherfucker phrases it is, oh, the company fucking gave her everything. The company yeah. made it. It's like, don't you think that this was her recipe? Like, isn't that what you think in your head? Based on this meme that she she died a millionaire because she sold the recipe to Quaker Oats? Like, in your mind, you think that that's what happened. And the way you've processed that is still to say the company made her a rich woman. Totally, totally. Not not like not like took advantage of her and stuff like that, uh, or you know, just yeah, because it took advantage of her. It's, it's like no, they gave her gave her everything. No, it sounds like what he's saying is like black people should be happy. The company gave her mo- the money that they did give her, which they didn't give her. Yeah, that's yeah. the way that I I I am. I don't know. That's the vibe I get from that. Let me. Uh, I think you're right. <clears throat> let me let me give you the actual history of Nancy Green again. Nancy Green was born into slavery. Do do do. Yeah, Dave Milling had recently acquired the formula to a ready mixed self rising pancake flour from St. Joseph Gazette editor Chris L. Rutt and Charles Underwood, and were looking to employ an African American woman as a mammy archetype to promote their new product. It's right there. Yeah. It's actually just right there. In 1893, Green was introduced as Aunt Jemima at the World's Columbian Exposition held in Chicago in the guise of a plantation slave, where it was her job to operate a pancake cooking display, her amiable personality and talent as a cook for the Walker family, whose children grew up to become Chicago Circuit Judge Charles M. Walker and Dr. Samuel Walker. So uh, she she wasn't a slave, but she was a, quote, cook 
for the Walker mm-hmm. family uh, who put out a, a judge and a doctor helped establish a successful showing of the product for which she received a medal and certificate from the expo officials. Uh, after the expo, Green was reportedly offered a lifetime contract. That sounds so bad. I know that's supposed to yeah. sound good, like a lifetime contract, yeah. but that sounds, in this no. context, sounds really bad. Uh, was reportedly offered a lifetime contract to adopt the Aunt Jemima moniker and promote the pancake mix. However, it is likely this was part of the lore created for the character rather than Green herself. This marked the beginning of a major promotional push by the company that included thousands of personal appearances and Aunt Jemima merchandising. Uh, what do you think? The, how many points do you think she got on the merchandising? What, what, oh, what, my what do you God. think the back end yeah. was on the, on the merchandise? That's, that's the whole thing. She didn't get shit. There's no fucking way. <laughs> no. Her, like, her, no her, way. Her fucking uh, uh, descendants sued Quaker Oats for money. Yeah. For unpaid, yeah. unpaid uh, you know, be- benefits. And they didn't, they didn't win. They didn't get it. If Macaulay Culkin got screwed in the 90s, I'm pretty sure Aunt Jemima got real screwed in the late 1800s. <laughs> Nancy Green maintained her job with Davis Milling, which was renamed Aunt Jemima Mills Company in 1914. Her primary... She should be so ballin'. She should be crazy ballin'. Okay, well, this next sentence is going to be a heartbreaker. Her primary <laughs> occupation as of 1910 was residential, quote, housekeeper... And she retained this position until her death in 1923. God damn. Like, just no integrity. Just nothing. She died a housekeeper. She died a housekeeper. And it's crazy because she died when, like, an auto accident happened and a car killed her. Like, she was a bystander on on the sidewalk and a car wreck happened and it, like, obliterated her. Oh, my God. It's crazy. Like this, like her, her, and that she's just one of the spokespeople, one of yeah. the Aunt Jemima's, but I think she was the most she's prominent the archetype. one. She was a prolific one, but just, yeah. So the idea that she was a millionaire, oh yeah, she was a fucking millionaire. Also a housekeeper. Like That's I'd, like so, like she, she should have been kept after that. Like she should have yeah. just had the most cush life ever after that. And like she still wouldn't begin paying what she deserved, but instead they were like, "I'll tell you what, we'll give you a job still. You can have a job. You just gotta clean all the shit up." <laughs> oh no, you, we, no, you can't like live here. You can't have quarters, right? but like you can, you can come in, clock in and clock out. People who are like, you know, oh, uh, I, I just, I just like her as the brand, and oh, I just respect a, you know, a, a black entrepreneur, like whatever they, th- they think that she actually, you know, ma- you know, sold the recipe. To, to Quaker Oats and Quaker Oats was honoring her or whatever. Like I, I wouldn't say, you know, automatically you're being patronizing or racist, but the fact that you think all of that happened in the 1890s or whatever, like yeah, you're a fucking fool. You're just racist. Like you're yeah. like you're, you're too naive to not be racist basically. <laughs> Like I said, it's that whole like rose-colored glasses thing that like white a lot of white people do, where they they think that like segregation was like a really long time ago, and like I said, they they even kind of think that there was a time like in America before slavery for black people, where like it's like what what are these narratives you spun in your mind? It it's not like your grandparents were, your grandparents drank from different water fountains. Like it's not that wild, it's not, you know? Yeah, right. It's recent history in the scope of things. 
Um, so I was like looking cause I saw so many people talk about how she was a millionaire. She died the first black, like one of the first American black millionaires. And I was like, where is this coming from? Like, I didn't know if it was true or not. I didn't think yeah. it was fucking true. Uh, not, yeah. a, you know, just, uh, by virtue of common sense, but also by like reading about her history and everything. It never, like it mentions her being a housekeeper when she died. She's not a fucking millionaire. Right. Yeah. I was like, where did this come from? So I typed in, you know, Aunt Jemima, first black millionaire. And uh, I got a PolitiFact article about this meme, which uh, has its origin in a Facebook post, <laughs> of course. I'm going to read here from PolitiFact. The claim is made in an image shared in a June 17th Facebook post from Peggy Hubbard, a black Republican and former U.S. Senate candidate. Her, like, is how come she gets the title Republican if she's not like a politician? That's kind of that's kind of weird, right? I think she probably made it known that she was a Black Republican. I think she was like, "Good to meet you, Peggy Hubbard, Black Republican." It's just like so novel. Like the idea is so novel that that just becomes part of her title. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A Black Republican and former U.S. Senate candidate. Her post. Has, I'm happy it's there though, because it, it it does bring some clarity to what we're about to read. Totally. Her post has been shared more than 186,000 times. <sighs> it came hours after the maker of the Aunt Jemima brand of syrup and pancakes announced it is removing the name and image because quote Aunt Jemima's origins are based in a racial stereotype. Quote we. So this is the post. This is the post from Peggy Hubbard. Quote, we as black people don't know our history. Here is something that Black History Month doesn't tell you. They feed us BS and hide the truth from us. Nancy Green, a.k.a. Aunt Jemima, was the first black millionaire. She sold her pancake mix to General Mills Corp. The joke's on us black people. Ugh. This is, this is the most dangerous shit out there right now to me. Like, the only thing that's worse than, like, just libs is false information spread by black people right now because so many white people saw this, saw the posts, saw her picture, and was like, oh, oh, this is not only, this is a black woman. I'm going to, this has to be real. Because, like, the, the idea of, like, the magic Negro is very alive and well and everyday, especially with internet consumption. Yeah. Where, like, there's people that find so much comfort in, like, you know, the TikToks of, like, um, you know, a, a, a positive, like, beautiful black woman, like, telling them to have a great day and to, like, you know, water their plants and, like, check their white friends. And it feels good. And so we just believe anything. They, they believe anything that's being said by anyone who's black as long as it kind of serves their agenda. So this is so fucking dangerous because, like... I'm happy it's just her spreading false information about Aunt Jemima and not <laughs> yeah. something about like, you know, uh, black on black crime, you know, like, cause that, that, that shit's fucking dangerous. That's why people like, like, well, and like this, like someone like Terrence, like that looks a little, that, that's a little more transparent, a little more obvious cause they might not believe a MAGA hat, but they will believe just, a just, you know, a well, a well put together black woman yeah. for sure. Yeah, um, this post was deleted. I went to her Facebook page. I couldn't find this post. Um, yeah, it had been shared more than 186,000 times in like two days or whatever. 
and I couldn't find this exact post. I just I did find more like really inflammatory stuff about uh, the black community. Uh, she had some post that was like, Black Lives Matter is targeting Snap, Crackle, and Pop now because the idea of white elves on cereal is racist against black people. Can you believe this? And then she said, well, let, me, let me tell you something about the black community. Every weekend, black people snap and kill other black people. And they crackle. And they hurt other black people. And then they pop off. And they get into trouble. <laughs> just like, oh man, I hate her so much. Just like insane, like like boomer racism. the The truth about Snap, Crackle, and Pop, though, is I do think that the you know the portrayal of like three white men beatboxing is just a you know a bit of a <laughs> it's a bit of appropriation. You know, it's a bit of you know you know using the culture for profit. I do um, agree. I mean, you could you could have made one of them. You could have made one of them Puerto Rican. I would have taken that. I do agree that it's 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 they're like you know it's culture vulture shit it's like appropriation they they should have to pay dues to the Beastie Boys if they want to be taken <laughs> seriously. Actually, yeah, absolutely should because there's three three of them. Uh, yeah. So that's where this or originates from. Oh, she was a millionaire. She was the first millionaire, and actually, she loved being a slave before she was freed. And then when she was freed, she was like, "Hey, that's cool too." And then they get made her a millionaire because she was black, and like, you know, I don't know why people need reparations now. She got them all back then. She got all the <laughs> all the reparations back then. Imagine thinking there was a a black woman millionaire in America in like 1910. You fucking idiot! What the fuck? Yeah. Like what the? F if like if that shit was real, then like I think civil rights would have literally happened earlier. I, I you know I think it would have literally started earlier. What I, the fuck? I've heard stories about like wealthy black women, but it's like few and far between, and it certainly isn't like, uh oh she fucking worked really hard and like sold a recipe or whatever. I think it was like yeah. there. I think there was a black millionaire, but she was like she inherited it from her like husband or her lover or something like that. Like that's the only possible way you, you could yeah. have been a black, you know, a wealthy black person back then. Let alone just a woman. Like, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's insane. What, what a wild, I want to live in that fucking world, man. I want to live in the world <clears throat> they, they think is happening. Uh, a few more comments here. Warren Squires said, The black community should be boastful of such an image. It is not derogatory or insulting. It should be inspiring, dot, dot, dot. But they are blinded by, quote, PC efforts, dot, 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 dot. And one more thing, dot, 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 dot. Shouldn't they put a hat on MR.clean? Which always takes me a second. It's Mr. Clean. Uh-huh. Shouldn't uh -huh. they put a hat uh -huh. on Mr clean for those that are offended by being bald shameful what what are you saying are you are you saying that that fucking beefcake is like bad representation of bald people i think he's saying like people a lot of people they don't like to look at like bald bald men it's like disgusting you know is he looking for like bald people to like speak up for themselves uh, they're just confused. They're being... It's just <clears throat> it's utter confusion. Uh, those that are offended by being bald. 
yeah. Like he doesn't he doesn't know what he's talking. He doesn't know whether it's bald people who are offended by being bald or other people who are offended by looking at a bald person. It's just it's it's you know grasping at straws. Yeah. Uh, another person said something about like, oh, are they going to ban the Jolly Green Giant because it's offensive to short people? It, it, that's actually kind of funny. I'm gonna go ahead and give him that. No. But it's uh, like, like yeah. but it still it's, it's doesn't like you're, fit. You're, you're, it, it's still wrong. It's it doesn't still wrong. fit the rubric because it's not like white people were offended by seeing a black person on syrup. Like short people seeing yeah. a tall person would be offended. Like it's they it can't even funny. think. They can't even wrap their minds around what's going on. Like they yeah. don't. They they can't even wrap their. They can't even process like the actual axis of uh of analysis or or uh context or perspective that's going on when people say hey this racial stereotype is harmful you know it, it, I, I don't know it would be like if, if they said something like oh are, are jews gonna uh boycott hogwarts or harry potter for its depiction of the banking yeah, you know, like, that would make sense. That would make sense, and it would be like, yeah, okay, that would make sense, yeah, yeah. And if and if yeah. you're for that, then I guess you know you could take a stand on that. Yeah, go for it, go for it. It would be like if skinheads got mad about Mister Clean. <laughs> well, he would be. I don't know. He'd be like the best representation of a skinhead, though. That's true. Because I don't think Mister Clean's racist. I think he's a non-racist skin. I don't know, man. He is in direct competition with the pine saw lady. Uh, and, like, that's kind of fucked up. Like, What are the scrubbing bubbles? What race are the scrubbing bubbles? <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what, do you, what race do you think they are, Tony? I haven't heard them talk yet, so I can't tell you. <laughs> I don't think they speak. Oh, so, so Italians. <laughs> oh, no, no. If they were Italian, we'd hear them, we'd hear them a yeah, long time that's ago. Yeah, that's true. All we do is hear them. Uh, they're they're probably Swedes. That makes more sense. Yeah. Uh, Norm. Or maybe they're Canadians because it's like um uh curling. (laughs) Norm Simpson says Aunt Jemima always stood for quality and goodness. Dot dot dot. But I guess it's now racist to attribute those quality quality apostrophe s to black people. Dot 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 dot. Okay. Dot 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 dot. You got it. Dot 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 dot. I promise to no longer think of black people that way. Dot 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 dot. So what makes me think that he might be being serious is that he does capitalize black. So maybe he does have some respect for black people. Well, he did. Um, he did, but <laughs> thanks a lot. God damn it, Quaker Oats. We had somebody on our side, and now we lost him. I love I love seeing this shit. Uh, this is like a comment I didn't include, but like every time I see this shit where it's like some brand changes their logo or some, you know, uh cultural or entertainment fixture makes an overture about, you know, race relations yeah. or or racism or something, you can bet you'll find a white person in the comments saying this is set back this this is set back race relations for years. Yep, yep. It's like, good yep. to know, dude. <laughs> good, good. That's all it took? That's all it took right there? <laughs> good to know that's how one white man feels about it. Yeah. I was, I was, I was, ready, I was ready to change. I but was so close to respecting black people. <laughs> yeah, I was so close. 
I mean, it's been long enough since Obama's been in office. I can maybe think, give him another chance. And now, now you guys took, you know, quality like away from black people. So now I can't trust anything. This is like another instance of, I mean, Obama made me racist is the big one. Like that's the big, big one. There was no racism problem until Obama came here. And now I'm racist. Um, I, I told you my actual grandma recently told me that Obama was worse for black people than Trump was. Yeah. That's the meme. That's, I mean, yeah, I know. everybody's grandma. I was just sad that my actual grandma yeah. said it. It sucks. That really sucks. Yeah, it was brutal. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but this is, I think, the Quaker Oats uh, made me be racist. I yep. didn't want to be racist, yep. but Quaker Oats fucking made me. Irene Cantrell says, I love... Uh, last comment. <clears throat> Irene Cantrell says, I love Aunt Jemima, and I know she loves me. I think they ought to at least ask her if she want her picture off the pancake mix. She made famous. Mm -hmm. A lot of children grew up loving her and the pancakes. That's a good question. Has anybody talked to Aunt Jemima? Has anybody asked Aunt Jemima how she feels about it? Oh, you re wow, Tony. You really think that America cares what a black woman thinks? Oh, you got a good point there. You got a real good point there. Holy shit. Not if she's not shaking her ass. <laughs> tell you that much. Okay, so as you can tell by the title, uh, this is the first half of our conservative women through history epic uh, this week. And uh, they should be released concurrently. So you can just move right on to the second part of this, which is uh, insane. You might not know who Deanna Lorraine is, but you will. Yes. 